Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>You are listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a night shift radio production. What did we do wrong? Oh, fuck this movie. Okay. <laughs>Welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 78. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched Fantastic Four. Duh. Yay? <laughs> Fantastic Four question mark? There's question four mark. people in it, but are they fantastic? <laughs> That's right. Good lord. Yeah, Todd, yeah. this movie sucked. I'm gonna get it out of the yeah. way. Okay, there's an interesting story in the production history. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. I have not only almost cast, I have almost directed, and there's a couple on here where I'm like, oh, (laughs) all right. Almost directed, almost wrote, almost produced. And some of the almost directed had their cast set up, and there's one pairing where I'm like, look, this could have been the exact same script. I wouldn't have been man-watching them for an hour and a half. Yes, 100%. But... Um, before we can talk about production stuff, we've got something else that we have to do because uh, since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Unlike the movie this week, <laughs> we've got a fabulous beer selection from our friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 in the Syracuse, New York area here. This is a movie, lots of themes. Certainly the first theme I thought of walking into the store is Fantastic Four has always been, like, their first dynamic was always Marvel's first family. Yeah. I will admit I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan of the comics, but what I do like about the stories was always that family dynamic. That's a key theme. You've got space, mutations, Doctor Doom. You've got each of the four of them with their different powers. Had a few choices, as we always do at Branching Out, but saw this one on the shelf, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 100%. So... Drinking a beer from a brewery that I have had before, and I can't remember if we had on the podcast, but Upstate Brewing Company, Mm -hmm. so we love skewing towards New York breweries when we can. Upstate Brewing Company is an award-winning craft brewery and tap room in Elmira, New York, founded with the mission of producing locally brewed beer that appeals to the tastes of a broader audience. A style that we've had (laughs) a boatload of, Mm -hmm. the New England IPA. Oh, yeah. 
This is Upstate Brewing Company's FAM. FAM. 6.3% alcohol by volume, 20 IBUs, and uh, not going to lie, can't wait to get into this one. I'm very excited to get into this. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. Nice and juicy looking. All right, Annie, if you're in your shop. Oh, no. Did you? Oh, I thought you spelled. No. Oh, God, no. All right. Uh, all right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a New England IPA. We haven't gone wrong yet. And as juicy as, yeah, that puckery kind mm. of factor. Yeah, that's. It's going to help make this so, movie discussion a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier. And we got another one, uh, you know, sitting behind that, this first beer we poured. So sure. We need it. Um, so, once again, far better than this movie. Mm. Our friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop never disappoint. So, head over there, check them out, say hi to Barley the Shop Dog, oh, Barley. and uh, find your beer. Uh, so, once again, because we're, you know, clearing the podcast runway, <laughs> we're, uh, That's right. don't have any reshoots, um, though, you know, maybe we should consider if we get a bunch, maybe doing like a bonus, <laughs> I'm thinking this on the fly, we'll sure. do a bonus episode and we'll call it. We hear you. <laughs> that is a, you know, that like is that. such a useful response. I totally, I totally support that. <laughs> of course you do. Okay. Uh, so that'll lead us into almost cast and almost directed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so boy. <laughs> the interesting thing about this movie is this movie is only one movie removed from the legendary Roger Corman Fantastic Four film. <laughs> that Stanley has gone on record saying the only reason they made it is to retain the rights. They never were going to release it. 100%. Yeah, it only needed to be filmed to retain the rights. That's right. We've we've spoken many times about Marvel's history and really this is the period where late 70s early 80s Stanley really not running the comic book business. Nope. But he's in Hollywood trying to turn Marvel's properties into TV shows or movies. And yeah. it's this running joke that they were selling off every film or TV rights to, to everybody. So yep. in 1983, this German producer, Bernard Eichinger, Eichinger, meets with Stan Lee in LA and basically buys the rights. Now, the estimated cost of the movie rights for Fantastic Four has been pegged at $250,000, which... No small amount in 83. Right, Um, but still, like, for, because that would include not just the Fantastic Four, but I'm assuming Doom, because he's mainly a Fantastic Four villain. Oh, sure, because he only shows up in these movies, so he clearly came with them. Yeah, and and the rumor is is that he's going to be in uh, Black Panther 2. Oh, I would totally be down with, oh, too bad. Because of that, though, unfortunately, because they're going to address... T'Challa's passing in the movies. He's not going to be recast. He's not going to be CG. Yeah. I'm what I'm picking up from everything that I'm hearing. This is purely conjecture. I mean, it's all conjecture because Marvel hasn't said officially anything aside from mm-hmm. they're not going to recast T'Challa. T'Challa dies. Latveria King goes doom demands Wakanda. Shit. I'm thinking that's what's going to be part of it. And what better than having a white dude try and take over your ooh, so- your sovereign land? Ooh, I, ooh, this is it'll make the sting of not having Chadwick anymore just a little less. Still going to fucking suck cuz 
That's it still yeah. hurts. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting idea. All right. And this is just me. I don't know what Ryan Coogler is going to do. And also, <laughs> because of The Last Jedi, if that's not what happens, I'm not going to be disappointed <laughs> and right. like demand they reshoot the <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> um, so anyways, $1983 to today, it's, it's about 2.7 times. So under $750, it's probably around, what, $6? Hundred thousand, six hundred fifty thousand, some somewhere in that ballpark for for what that the equivalent was today, which is really yeah. peanuts. Um, peanuts for the amount of stuff that you're getting because you probably get super scrolls with that too, because that's why there no there's no super scroll yeah, mention in um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, it, you know, I think we've all heard and I think we've talked about Sony had the chance, you know the. To buy, to buy it, all. it all. Like Spider Man was fifteen million dollars, <laughs> and it was like another mm-hmm. twelve, and they could have literally twelve to thirteen had something like that, yeah. all of the characters. And in their mind, it, it wasn't worth it. So, and let's see, who are they loaning off their one character they bought to now to keep the doors well, open? The, o- oh, the only right. studio that can make uh, good Marvel movies nowadays, with the exception of, um, I mean, Deadpool, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, that's fair. That one's fair. That's the best Spider Man movie ever made. Uh, I, I'd be fighting you, but it, it'd be a fair fight. Like, yeah. yeah. One, one, a, <laughs> well, yeah. we'll get yeah, to that. We'll get, the, we'll we get, get to get it. There. I mean, <laughs> it's in the helmet back in LA in 1983, this German producer buys the film, right? <laughs> sorry. I keep, I keep moving us That's off. Okay. 83. That's I'm sorry. All right. No worries. Listen, <laughs> it's like ripping off the bandaid, buddy. We're going to have to do it. We just got to talk about that. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Go so for it. buys the film rights for a quarter of a million dollars has a plan to make the movie, but his budget is more than the studios are willing to, to back. A variety of things happen. Takes about 10 years. But finally in 92, in order to hang on to the rights, this um, German producer, Eichinger, approaches Roger Corman, the legendary B-movie mm-hmm. producer, um, to create a fantastic $4 million, initially with a $5 million budget, Eventually, that gets cut, and the Corman film is made for a million dollars. Have you ever seen it? I have seen short clips and stills. I've not watched it, and I'm not planning to until I have to. I've watched it. I didn't know it was only made for a million dollars. I'm going to be a little more kind to that movie knowing that. Holy shit, good for Roger Corman. Yeah. Wow. Well, but so that's in 92. That comes out, You, it's well-known, as you said, never intended to be released, merely intended to preserve the ownership of the rights. They Basically, as soon as that's done, they immediately start figuring out how to make the next Fantastic Four movie. They're talking about potentially using the Silver Surfer. But basically, for the next couple of years, this goes round and round. I'll not go through the list of people because you've got I've got them. a couple. I'm, I'm sure there's more. In 90, but I- sure. But we get to this movie in 95, which is only, you know, two years after, or I'm sorry, three years after the Corman film. 2005? Which is, oh, I'm sorry, 2005. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, 95, they start this yep. process, which I'll step back and why don't you talk about so <laughs> about uh, how this oh, goes. Oh, boy. I'm going to guess in 95 it was uh, Chris Columbus. Okay, Chris Columbus wanted for Sue Storm or for Ree Richards and Sue Storm, real life couple Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. 
I would 95 Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Hell to the yes. That would have been yeah. great. Uh, he, when he was, um, I'm guessing this was also there. Some of these don't correlate, but I'm just taking guesses. Also considered sure. for Dr. Doom, probably in that same project was uh, Tim Robbins. Okay, pass. Yep. <laughs> but if it was Doom demands, you know, big, that would have made more sense. Yeah. I actually hate this Doom because of, like, I like the look of Doom in the end, but I hate that he's always talking at this level. I'm like, where's your Doom demands? Yeah. Where is Bow Before Doom? Yeah. Come on. He's This is the nip, this is the nip talk guy, right? Literally. Yes. 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 <laughs> and then uh, Mel Gibson was considered for Dr. Doom. I'm guessing under that same time frame. What was that? Drunk by the side of the highway on uh, PCH? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that was a couple years after that, right? Wasn't that, wasn't uh, that, that was, like 96? No, that was much 97? No. Was it in the late 90s? It was in the 2000s, I think. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, then Sean Astin wanted to direct this movie. I saw that. How bizarre is that? Is Sean Astin, the, has he directed stuff? Bob the Brain? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Bob. And he wanted, which, okay, uh, he wanted uh, for Sue Storm, the only one that I could see that he had any discussion about, he wanted Cameron Diaz. I saw that. Or Christina Aguilera. Well, she's a blonde in the comics, okay. One of these things (laughs) is not like the other. (laughs) And then uh, last, Peyton Reed was attached for a bit. I feel like I should know who that is. He is the director of the Ant-Man 1, 2, and oh. as of this recording, 3. That's what, yep, got it. And he considered Renee Zellweger for Sue Storm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, uh, if this was in 2003, so this is pretty close to the actual filming. And he went to Fox with the idea of describing the movie as Hard Day's Night with superheroes, which they kind of use in this with Sue being chased and always being like, oh, it's the Invisible Girl. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I get that. That's, that seem, <laughs> it seems yeah, like that. Johnny's, Johnny's appeal mm-hmm. to, yeah, sure. I, I get yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Ca- the goofiness, which, which I think undercuts the movie, uh-huh. is, is, is that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Proposed cast. All right. Alexis Desenoff. Denisoff. Denisoff, sorry. Yeah, Denisoff. The other from the, the other. Yep. yep. So he, he makes it into Marvel in a better yeah. role. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Sue Storm, Charlize Theron. Sure. In 2003, absolutely. Yeah. In, in 2022, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> uh, as Johnny Storm, the late Paul Walker, makes sense. Sure. I don't agree with it, but it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I've never a fan of his yeah. work, but yeah. <laughs> it's Ben Grimm. <laughs> John C. Riley. Uh, so I'm sick now. I don't know. I don't know. It's copper time. <laughs> All right. That was my poor attempt at uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, sure, that'll work. Um, and as Dr. Doom, Jude Law. Now, that I would be down for. Uh-huh. I'm 100% down with that. Uh, other people throughout the time in here, uh, Hugh Jackman at one point was offered. Uh, now, uh, on this note, it says, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine from the X-Men movies, dear person who wrote this, yeah. no shit. Yeah, thanks. We got it, Roger. <laughs> uh, was offered the role of Reed Richards, 
Now, did you see the deleted scene? I saw that there was one, and I'll be honest with you, did not care to go watch it. So, so the scene where they're at the bridge, and he's talking about how you want a stronger man in life. The mm-hmm. effects department, instead of making him have the big square jaw, turned him into Hugh Jackman. Wolverine. Oh, sure. Literally with the mutton chops and everything. And I was like, ooh, what? <laughs> also for Thing, uh, James Gandolfini. Oh, okay. Would have been interested in that. Yep. And David Boreanaz. Oh, Angel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Michael Chiklis was offered the role after Jennifer Garner suggested him for it. Because Tim Story directed... Didn't he direct one of the other Fox Marvel movies? He... Well, no, this is his first... No? No. Okay. Yeah, so Tim Story, the director, uh, has his directorial debut, 97, One of Us Tripped, The Funny Squad, Barbershop in 2002, oh. Taxi in Whew. 2004, Jesus. and then... Fantastic Four. And then, of course, you'll do Rise of the Silver Surfer two years later. But why? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Lastly, these were just names that I found. They weren't attached to any director. Uh, For Sue Storm, Ali Lauder, Julia Stiles, Kate Bosworth, Rachel McAdams, Scarlett Johansson, Elizabeth Banks, Katie Strickland, which at first I read it real quick. I was like, oh, Katie Sack. Oh, no, not Katie Sackoff. (laughs) Because I'd watch the shit out of Katie Sackoff, Sue Storm. That would be great. And lastly, for the part of Mr. Fantastic, Brendan Fraser. Sure. Nerdy, Mm -hmm. handsome guy. That works. And George Clooney. No. Okay. I mean, again, given the time, like, I see why, like, for that time, you can see who they're going for. like Justin said in the last episode, it's really uncomfortable to watch George Clooney be a bumbling goof because he's fucking george clooney <laughs> like yeah no yeah. just do whatever you're yeah. george clooney L- listen the worst part is oh i forgot so, one director i'm sorry and that's probably when george clooney was talked and talks was uh steven sodenberg oh oh wow that would have been interesting been, it, would, it would not have been goofy i'll tell you that much yeah yeah so this movie ends up getting made in 1995 uh 2005 I don't know why I keep thinking that. In 2005, this movie comes out. This is a big movie for Fox. It's got a $100 million budget, mm. and it does $333 million worldwide box and that office. that is why we got a sequel. It's Yeah, exactly. Let's wait and talk about the cast that we get until we get into the movie, because I, th- I think that's more interesting than some bits of the movie. But do you want to take a guess at the IMDb score for this movie? I'm going to guess this is in like the five... And a half-ish range. 5.7 out of 10. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure there are people um, out there like, this is the greatest superhero movie ever made. Oh, yeah, I can't imagine. If you're at a certain age, and this is how you're introduced to superhero movies. Okay. Yeah. You know what? This is a great... Let's talk about it because we, we got to get it done. So we might as well... All right. Uh, let's roll that film. So once again, why is 20th Century Fox so obsessed with making their title cards for their movies, these big, huge, like, thankfully this one was quick. Like, it was almost like they were like, yeah, we're going to make like X-Men and like, like uh, Daredevil and ah, if I could just go to the movie. Yeah. 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 So this is what, two years after X-Men? 2003 was X-Men? X-Men 2 was. Oh, X-Men 2 was. X-Men was 2000. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, five years after this movie. Or at five years after X Men, we get this, 
Also around this time is Batman Begins. And also Electra came out this year. And Electra comes out this year. And didn't the Incredible? No. Incredibles nope. came out the year before. Year before. A lot okay. of the script had hevi- heavily reworked because they were going to make the jokes and went, oh shit, a cartoon already did Sure. It. And of course, I think, and I think we've said this, so we this is our second foray into the Fantastic Four universe. Technically our fourth Trank. if we count, if we count the well, uh, Incredibles movies. We said it when we watched the Josh Trank film, um, the best Fantastic Four movie we've gotten so far is The Incredibles. I mean, hands yeah. down. And at least with Josh Trank's, up to a certain point when the studio intervened, we had a good movie going on. This is just goofy, dumb, stupid bullshit the entire time. Yeah. So you you and I both watched this last night. You finished, I think, about an hour and a, or so before I did. About an hour. Um, yeah. And then we're we're messaging. Um, you know, and did my wife message you? (laughs) Yes. So Danny, I'm so sorry, but I didn't pull this movie. Your wife pointed out to me that this was her first night in like a month or a couple of months that she was able to just sit down on the sofa, watch TV. (laughs) And you were watching this. I Uh, I accept no responsibility for that. (laughs) And you know what? She was kind of sitting there when I was watching Batman Robin. So she's dead. Two in a row, where it's just been goofy, stupid, dumb. Oh, God. This movie is lit like yeah. a goddamn soap opera. Yeah. When you and I were messaging last night, you hated this whole thing. I, I, I didn't love the dynamic at the beginning, but the first 10 or 15 minutes, I was like, okay, all right, okay, I guess there's something here. But then it, you know, it, it turns fast. And I was thinking at the end of that, the Josh Trank movie is a better movie I mean, that Doom is is a thousand times worse than this Doom, right? So yeah. I'll just say that right now. But Josh Trank was making a good movie when all of a sudden, you know, the, the studio steps in. This movie just is bad from almost the start. Or the start. Oh, my God. Depending on which one of us you're talking to. But, yeah, the, <laughs> the lighting, the goofiness, like the tone. I couldn't tell if it's like a TV movie or a direct-to-video movie. It felt like that, too. It felt like it was direct-to-video. Like, like it, it, in the stills it, you've seen for the Fantastic Four, the Roger Corman one, I'm like, at least that's lit, like, cool and dramatic. This is just like, let's hang some lights and shoot the movie. Yeah. Is this like a Disney Channel movie? <laughs> yes. Victor is, like, borderline washed out in that boardroom scene. Y- yeah, I... It never sits well for me, and I again can't quite put my finger on it. It's the the tone is weird, it, and let's say this: it's not the cast. I mean, I don't think Jessica Alba is a phenomenal actress, but she's a fine actress. She's um, okay. I like Yoan she, Griffith. I like Michael Chiklis. Um, I like I like Chris Evans. I I like him as Captain America more, but he's certainly acting. He can play this, the lovable douchebag really well. I, and yeah, and we talked about that in Scott Pilgrim. I enjoyed him as uh, whatever his name was in that, right? Um, what was his so name? So it's not the... Yeah, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. um, but why is this movie bad? Now, certainly, the number of times it changes screenwriters and... Oh, and we didn't even talk about who wrote it. I, who cares? No, nope. probably nope. should. Nope. 
Nope. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, sorry. Who cared? Who so, gives a sorry, shit? Sorry, Michael France and Mark Frost. So sorry. Yeah, so I'm sorry. not sorry at all. You guys wrote a bad screenplay. Boo on you. Or at least yeah. you were the poor bastards that had your name attached. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this movie just is weird from the start. So a couple of things to point out in this boardroom scene, uh, but mm-hmm. Ben and, and, and Reed go there to beg Victor to let them go up into space. I love how like flippant they are with going to space. Like when they agree later and they're on the elevator, when are we leaving? I'll be scheduling the launch. So you can call me in the morning for resources. and crime. There is prep to go to space. There's prep you need to do to your body. Fuck. Not in this world. Jesus. Yeah. But when, when Victor's giving all his list of demands and uh, Ben Ben goes... What about his firstborn? Ben. Oh, no, no. No, you don't want to meet Franklin. <laughs> no, don't go to Franklin. <laughs> Do you know Franklin Richards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, he's at times been... You know, the most powerful uh, mutant in the Marvel Universe. And he's, yeah, been pure evil, too. <laughs> I mean, he's been oh, a bad has he? guy. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. not familiar with that Yeah, one. later, like, Future Foundation stuff, um, where it's oh. Reed and Sue and Spider-Man and maybe the Hulk. I don't think it's the yeah. thing. Um, Franklin, like, has killed half of everybody. I mean, he's just, he's Yikes. he's bad news. You don't go near him. You know what? I, I think you just you just highlighted a moment that I think maybe gets at part of the problem. So the the interaction between Reed and Ben, and again, Yawen and Michael Chiklis, both great actors, and they're they're clearly doing what they're being directed to do. But compare that dynamic there, which feels kind of like slapsticky, almost sit uh, almost like sitcom kind of goofiness compare that with the beginning of josh trank's fantastic four right where you've got what's his name miles teller and jamie bell did i get that right Mm -hmm. yep yeah you did the relationship there felt like it had weight and substance to it this just feels like i mean if there was a laugh track underneath this i wouldn't have been surprised that and it also felt like we're two actors that have to act like we've been friends forever and they have good chemistry but it's not real like like you said like uh like miles and jamie's is so michael chiklis you know i was a fan of his um, the commish not the commish uh the shield wasn't he also the commish oh yeah 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 yeah. i'm sorry i didn't watch the the commish i I I just wanted i just wanted to say the commish because i thought it was the (laughs) stupidest name for a tv show yeah pretty much pretty much who the fuck says commish (laughs) but you know he's a he's a great I think he's a great actor. I think he's interesting. Um, yeah. And this is kind of right. Let's see. Where's his TV? The Shield runs 2002 to 2008. So this is smack dab in the middle of, I mean, I would say the show that defines his career. Sure. Uh, and I guess what he's doing with the the thing is fine, but it just seems to miss, you know, if the whole connectivity of this story has got to be the family relationship. It just, you're right. It doesn't ring true between them. You know, doesn't ring true between any of them. Like, like the the tension between Jessica Alba and uh, Chris Evans feels more like will they, won't they, not brother sister. You know. <laughs> oh, I, please don't. Yeah, uh, I will say this: the the only relationship in this movie I like, I will say, and actually, this is really good, is Johnny and Ben's perfectly perfectly capture the 
the spirit of the comics where Johnny and Ben were always, you know, Johnny was always breaking Ben's balls. And mm-hmm. that that's the only thing in this movie that works because that's already goofy, you know, and, and that's the point where the movie should be a little bit goofy. Um, but the two of them are great together. Everybody else. Yeah. Just nothing feels real. Right. And I think this is what they're doing in the comics too. Ben and Johnny don't really have a connection historically. Sue and Reed dated. Ben and Reed went to school together. Sue and Johnny are brother and sister. You know, uh, Johnny uh, Reed is the ex-boyfriend to Johnny's sister. Johnny and um, Ben don't have a connection anyway. It's like it's the well, friend of my sister's ex-boyfriend. You know. Yeah. I, oh, oh! In this movie, that's right. He's it's, he's his old CO. His old CO. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. not comic accurate, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah. It, and the comic story, it essentially starts. They are already like a close knit group, quasi family, right? right? So, um, yeah. And again, that's the typical of the comics of that era. Like there wasn't the the degree of like backstory development behind that. Um, yeah. It was more like an idea, right? Like Spider-Man is a teenager trying to figure things out. Fantastic Four are a family, right? That was the extent of the depth behind what we saw on the page. So Yeah, they're going to go into space. They're putting on their semi-comic accurate uh, <laughs> superhero suits. We see them right away. Yep. Uh, Johnny's got his zipped all the way up. Reed's got his zipped all the way up. Ben's about to put his on. And for some reason, Sue walks in, boobs a-blazing. And I was, all I wrote was, boob alert, gross. Didn't like, even notice that. It, and was it the Gwen, um, was it yeah. the Sigourney Reaver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, that's unnecessary. And that and the, the underwear scene were added after Jessica Alba was cast. And dear writers of this movie, you perverts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, taking a step back and listening, if you didn't know us, what we were just referring to was um, Sigourney Weaver as Gwen DiCarlo? Uh, Yes. In Galaxy Quest, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's It's the same thing. Yeah, boobs on display. That's right. Though I will give them credit because it seemed like every time something like that happened, very shortly afterwards, we had a shirtless or, in one case, almost completely naked Chris Evans. So I was like, okay, so they're giving everybody something everybody to Everybody gets at. something. That's right. Because, yeah. <laughs> holy right. shit, like, this is 2005. When was Captain America the first Avenger? Five years later? 2010? Uh, yes, 2010, I believe. In five years, he, I mean, he is jacked in this. Yeah. Fucking bastard. Right. It's uh, at pre pre uh, chest tattoo. Did you see the internet yeah, blew up about that the other day? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Guys, that's a fucking chest tattoo. Calm yeah, down. Right. Listen, the guy works so hard to get that physique. He wants a little art on the chassis. Sure. Let him have it. Hey, Who have cares? You, have you seen Batista? Yeah. <laughs> you just got a new tattoo right here. Have you seen like, The Rock? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I mean, Batista got some huge thing right here. And I was like, hey, whatever. It's your body. That's right. That's right. You're the um, one to sit in the makeup chair if you got to do a shirtless scene. Go right ahead. So, I mean, this is closer to original comics story. Original comics story, right? They go up in a spaceship and they're bombarded by cosmic rays. Now, in the comics, is it they're going to do research on them or they just don't know it's coming? Is it a. Uh, it, no, in the comics, it, if I remember correctly, it is 
I think they're testing the rocket. I think it's about like testing the rocket, and it just so happens that cosmic uh, rays are going by at the same. Yeah, day. it's like bad timing. Yeah. Um, wh- hey, um, why hair stuff in this movie? Um, sure. Johnny or uh, Chris Evans has a, a like a the borderline buzz cut going on, like um, almost Chris O'Donnell in um, Batman and Robin. Sure. And his hair is brown. Then why does Ben call him Blonde Ambition? Mr. Blonde like, Ambition. Yeah. I, ben, are you colorblind? Well, it's, I mean. You were in the Air Force, were you not? Yeah. I, listen, I don't know. He wasn't flying planes. Maybe it's just more about he thinks very little of Johnny. I don't know. Than in Vogue or, you know, yeah. GQ. There's a funny line, the underwear model. I mean, the, <laughs> you know, like. But, yeah. but again, the problem is it never gets really beyond that level of goofiness. So it's it's hard for me to care about them. Like, even when it does later, when after the motocross, mm-hmm. there's a hot second that where conflict, you see sad. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's over like that. It's. Yeah. We don't want to spend too much time getting too deep on this, you know? Yeah. They're in Victor Von Doom's satellite, which is going to allow them to study the effects of these cosmic rays, but the control room of the satellite is heavily shielded. So as long as they're inside that, they'll be okay. Um, Of Mm -hmm. course, they get up there. That doesn't happen. Ben is on a um, spacewalk. Is Reed bad at his job as well? Because the cosmic rays get there early, essentially. Not not just er, like timing wise. If if it because it, it was supposed to be nine hours, mm-hmm. so they had plenty of time to set everything up. Sure. Instead, it was six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Make it nine minutes. Make it plausible that he just forgot to carry a number. You know, like <laughs> make it better. I don't. I don't know. A little better, like like because then they can have the conversation of like, oh, like show him later being like, oh, there's the one I forgot to carry. Yeah, you know? yeah. Continue the goofiness. Just the the logic makes no sense. You know, that would have been an interesting twist in the original comics. Doom and and Reed are almost as close as brothers, but rivals. Right. More because of Victor's ambition and ego than Reed's. Um, mm-hmm. But in the original comics, uh, Victor is, work, are, is working on these essentially like forbidden experiments. And Reed comes in, looks at his equations, and recognizes a math error in that and tries mm-hmm. to tell Victor, who dismisses him out of his arrogance, how could, you know, how could he have possibly made a mistake? And of course... The result of ignoring that error is the the experiment blows up on Victor, scarring him, which we get here. Again, like we get these little things that clearly Do, they knew the source material, but they just yeah. it just does but not adapt. Isn't his here. face supposed to be grossly disfigured? Uh, so it depends on again, depends on the comic era. My favorite era, no surprise, the John Byrne era, mm-hmm. when he redoes it. Doom gets a literally actually the way that the, this movie Doom starts out with just like essentially like two stitches like on a oh, little really? tiny scar. Okay, but he is so arrogant and vain that that slightest imperfection drives Makes him crazy. Put the mask on. Yeah, and then it's a famous scene in the in the John Byrne uh, Fantastic Four run where he as he forges his armor, um, the last piece to assemble is the face mask, and he essentially takes it like. Almost like right off the forge, like red hot, and presses it onto his face 
creating an entirely scarred face, but it started as literally the smallest little okay. scar. Okay. Yeah. I, then I hate that in this movie a little less. Yeah. Yeah. I, and listen, that's the real crime here is that I've said it many times, Dr. Doom is in that, you know, the best of the best of the Marvel villains. And we've mm-hmm. never gotten a Dr. Doom that we deserve. He should be a Shakespearean villain. That is Dr. Yeah. Doom, right? <laughs> he should be larger than life, referring to himself in the third person at all times. Which he does in the comics. Doom, yeah, right. That's what, <laughs> Doom demands. Doom does not request an audience. <laughs> Doom, right. Yeah, I mean, I just, I want that. I want that so bad. Oh, maybe that's where we put Gerard Butler. Oh, that could be pretty good. I could see that. Or listen, Jude Law. Still bring back Jude Law. He he was not bad in that King Arthur did you watch yeah, that? Yeah, but he's already been in, he's already been in the MCU. Oh right, damn it! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Um, boy, I'm really. Is that confirmed or rumor that Doom is going to be in Black Panther two? Uh, it's rumor. Boy, I I would really be down for that. Some some people say it's Doom. Some people say it's Namor. Yeah, because I of the see that. the underground. Um, yeah. Earthquake. I mean, blah, both blah, blah. of them are also rulers of their own kingdoms. Both of them are arrogant. Incredibly arrogant, yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> and if they do do uh, Namor, uh, uh, Daniel Day Kim, please. Oh, yeah. Sure. That'd work. I could go. I could. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a great actor. Did you see uh, somebody posted on Twitter <laughs> this pitch of like, okay, nerds, make it happen. Um, it's a spinoff series, and it's just, um, what's his oh, name? Oh, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Agent Woo. <laughs> yes. Solving all the odd uh, crimes. G- goofball X Files. Uh, I would watch seven seasons of that without even skipping that. a beat. Hundred <laughs> percent. He's still oh working God. on his magic tricks. Like, come on, please. <laughs> I love that he finally got the yeah, uh, the card that's trick. Right, that's right. <laughs> Move it along, guys. This mission is rushed, right? They need to get to space super quick, right? Yeah, there's an event. That- Yet there was time to put name tags on their flight suits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? This this movie. For five people in who already know each other. You do, name tags to get to know one another. They don't need to be there. There's no point. I mean, you know, in a... You know, NASA is a quasi-military operation, right? Like, so the, the, there's sure. attrition there. It, listen, it doesn't matter. But they're not NASA. It's not NASA. It's no, I it's know, but June. I'm saying like the tradition of like space activity, space exploration. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And my favorite use of name tags on flight suits is Star uh, Star Trek Enterprise when it got canceled. Mm-hmm. They jumped ahead to the end of the five year mission and just added a bunch of crap to their uniforms because they pretty much wore jumpsuits. But with the the color yes. here, um, and so right over the, here, it said like Archer and uh, Trip and all the other people. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're just fucking over Paramount right now. Like, <laughs> we're just gonna nickel and dime you guys for canceling us. <laughs> <laughs> the cosmic ray effect. Let's get there. Yeah. So let's the effects as a whole do not hold up in nope. any way. Nope, nope, nope. The only thing that holds up because it's practical is I gotta say the thing looks fine. See, I. I don't like the thing. His hands don't look great. Uh, His hands are like Muppet hands, the, but the the amount of facial expression that he can make with that rubber on is is good. Uh, so I I don't like the thing specifically his face. Actually, his body looks fine. His face it's almost like the um, the uncanny valley. 
You know, like when androids look too close to humans, it makes us uncomfortable. They made it look too much like Chickless yeah, and not yes. like the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I almost okay. could have okay. gone with more of the comic book look, the like the brow, the, the heavy brow. The, the Frankenstein brow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like something. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the, the cosmic rays, yeah. They hit them and, oh, everything about it. Sue turning invisible, Johnny lighting up, and uh, the <laughs> chickless slamming against the uh, glass and then dramatically sliding. slowly sliding yeah. down. Like, no. And we are, what, what, 12, maybe 15 minutes into this thing? Yeah. It, it moves quickly here. <laughs> yeah. It'll slow down <laughs> later. <laughs> Real quick. Um they're back at the uh, at the uh, at uh, Victor's private hospital slash ski lodge. Yeah, which what? and again indicative of the fact that there's no internal logic. They just do stuff because they wanted to in the scene. Reed refers to them being in quarantine, but then medical staff is coming in and out with no protective gear. Yeah, no, that's not how quarantine yeah, works. Yeah, exactly. As we right. know that's in right. 2020. That's right. That ain't how quarantine that's not how it works. works. They're, 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 they apparently have free reign of the facility. So, yeah. Johnny goes fucking snowboarding. I'm like, that's not quarantine. He left the facility. Did you see who the nurse was? Yeah, Maria Menudos. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Who he... Uh, Kisses without consent, uh, Jonathan, no, it was not okay in 2005, definitely not okay in 2021. My note was, kiss without consent, boo, Johnny. <laughs> I read somewhere that Evans improv a lot of his scenes. I'm hoping that wasn't improv Like, Christopher, don't. Unless he talked to Maria and was like, wouldn't it be funny if Johnny just kissed you at the end of the scene and she agreed to it? And I'm okay with it then. <laughs> right, right. And and she goes. Like, she is so pissed at him that whole scene. Yeah, and then she's on the helicopter. And she's, like, down to clown. Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. And, again, maybe it's because, you know, the number of times the the writing staff changes, the director changes. You know, maybe that is what happens when you get this, like, piecemeal like 17 versions this bit stays from this version this one gets changed it, whatever it is it, it clearly doesn't work um yeah it's what do you want i mean it's bad let's talk about accents for a second okay because we have two of our main cast members are not american obviously yawen griffith is not he is uh welsh yeah. and um victor von doom whatever oh. the actor's name is julian uh, Julian McMahon. McMahon is uh, Australian. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I had 2218. I don't remember what the line is, but I'm just going to drop it in. Later. First, I have some unfinished business. Danny's watching with me, and she goes, is he British? I'm like, well, he's Australian, but it's pretty close. And later, he has to say the word dollar. And, you know, Australians say dollar. Dollar. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, face of a billion-dollar company. <laughs> It's like, oh, God, no, pick an accent, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, poor yeah. bastard. You know, this is also but, kind of right in the middle of his, uh, again, arguably one of the the uh, defining roles for him, Nip Tuck, that, which ran 2003 to 2010. This, I, with the exception of Chris Evans, boy, I feel bad for the rest of this cast. Nobody has a career now except for Evans. Like, yeah, that right. Alba's retired. She oh, she, she retired? retired to become. Uh, yeah, she actually met her husband doing this movie. Cash Warren. Oh, he no was kidding. Tim Story's um, uh, assistant. 
Okay, good for her. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not if really she, a fan. It, it, I, you know, I guess she's. I I, di- I wasn't sad, and I, you know, if she left to raise a family and does charity work with the money that she has now, like uh, Kristen Bell style. Okay, sure, yeah, good yeah, for you. Yeah, good for you. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. Um, um, how about the the first time we see everyone's powers? Johnny on the hill turning into the Human Torch, right? So, A, it looks bad. Uh, B, he, like, Maria Menounos sees him on fire. You're on fire! Thanks! You're pretty good, too! Both times, he, she, like, before when she puts the thermometer in his mouth. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. Does Johnny Storm have brain damage? Yeah. What's happening? Well, his temperature hits 209 but when he's in the hospital, like that's so, like it's so high. Like touching touching the sheets, he would like start to burn them a little. Well, no, but he he's so far beyond dead. The the water in his body is almost boiling. At well, well, when they do the scan of him later, they say that his um his his core like temperature. His, no, his core that that everything is regulated in his body, like. The hotter you get, the faster your heart beats. Oh, yeah, and stuff I, like that. I, like, like all his vitals are are at a normal place, but he's you know two hundred and fifty degrees. But like the he, fact that the the nurse saw that and and go, then the scene ends again. Like it, it, the the suspension of disbelief is not even the scene ends. She goes on a date with this dude, right? Exactly. And then he's naked because he caught on fire, and he's like, "Can you join me?" And she does. For all intents and purposes, she gets in that hot tub and they fuck. Like, there's no two ways around it. Wait, when he's on the hill after he crashes? When he's on the hill, he crashes. She skis down to yeah. him. He's in there and he goes, huh, care to join me? And she looks and audience, you'll have to watch the movie. Don't watch the Sorry. movie. <laughs> but she goes and drops her ski. Oh, I uh, totally poles. missed that. Okay. Oh, yeah. They they won hunt. She got she got a hot dog. Oh. Oh, oh gross. <laughs> uh, the internet's seen it. Okay. Um, oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dumb does it look when Jessica Al- when Sue turns invisible at the at the dining room at the table there and it looks like basically they had a headless mannequin, like a mannequin torso? Holding up, uh-huh. the- only seconded by how terrible it looks when Reed stretches his arm out to catch the wine bottle, oh. and it gets so close yeah. like this, <laughs> like right. I am to the camera, right. and you're like, "Oh, that's clearly a CG hand." Like we had not entered Thanos in Endgame and Infinity War level of realism. We're not remote. We're not even in the same state. Like <laughs> not even neighborhood. <laughs> not even, we're not in the same state. We're up on the space station. Yeah, yeah. So then Reed realizes that they've all been changed. Their DNA has been altered. Um, Doom recognizes that he's got some kind of ability growing. It shows up as this weirdly defined energy, magnetism, electricity, something. Which is not... Doom has no superpowers superpowers. in the comics. No. His his gauntlets fire energy beams, but he has a he has a he has an armored suit that is you know like it's like repulsor. It's yeah, technology it's, type stuff. It's, yeah, you know like Iron Man level technology. Mm-hmm. You know his, his danger is his brain, right? Like in his I mean, what, ego. wasn't Doctor Doom Iron Man for a hot second in the comics oh, just a couple of years ago? That I don't. I mean, maybe again, like he, I think I think they did that. It wasn't like a uh, Doctor Octopus. Doctor Octopus took over Spider Man's brain, like. Victor Von Doom becomes 
Oh, that's funny. Uh, Iron Man. That's funny. And apparently, I, from what I understand, it was kind of fun because he just wanted to use the suit for evil. And like, no, no, but Victor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, interestingly, um, Iron Man is probably De- Doom's second biggest foe, right? So Doom is mm-hmm. primarily Reed's foil, right? But um, yeah. Tony's a close second. And in the comics, there's a there's a lot of stories where it's Doctor Doom versus Iron Man. Sure, All of which I both. would have watched rather than this. <laughs> of course. Take anyone who was almost cast as Iron Man from the Marvel Universe, put him as Iron Man in this movie, I would have watched it. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, this is just all dumb. Let's talk about the bridge scene. Yeah, okay, sure. How, how long do you think it took them to shoot the bridge scene? Oh, it's it must have been forever, right? Because there's so many shots in there. Five weeks. I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Five weeks on that bridge set. I would have lost my goddamn mind. But, so, what, so what are we shooting today? We're uh, we're shooting the bridge again. The, How much more do we need? We we need a good we need a good close up of the Dalmatian. Why is the Dalmatian in the fire truck? Oh. It's like the dumbest comic book shit. Because Dalmatians ride in fire trucks. Uh, clearly, why does you know after the whole crash thing happens and the crowd gathers other than the 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 excuse to have sue stripped down what is the point of her even turning invisible so they can get through the crowd because a minute later when she's visible and johnny hands her her clothes right so she's dressing reed and johnny are standing right there they didn't turn invisible they got through the crowd it's there is no logic in this story no it, it was there so we could see uh, jessica alba in her underwear yeah. and i say again Gross. That's not this kind of movie. Yeah. Like, you want to see that kind of stuff? Go watch uh, Sin City. That you can see her scantily clad quite a bit in that movie, and that's the point of that kind of movie. Exactly. Yeah. This is technically a, a, a movie for your family, and she's a stripper in Sin City, right? So it, <laughs> at least it at least it makes sense for the story. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is there something? I just find it so interesting that. Uh, <laughs> so this is the bridge that. The thing has gone to, uh, you know, would be sad on. And then there's an attempted suicide, and somehow that's funny. It's not funny. Um, he saves that guy inadvertently, and Sue, Johnny, and Reed just happen to be on the same route. There's no tracking device on the thing. They're in a taxi that gets stuck in the traffic caused by Ben. Yeah, it's now, yeah. The, and it's New York City. There's a movie, <laughs> actually, with. <laughs> Uh, Chadwick Boseman called 27 Bridges. There's a lot of bridges in New York. Uh, 21 Bridges. 21 Bridges. Excuse me. Not Yeah, not 27. <laughs> not only that, but who else is also on that bridge? His ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what is happening? You know, Casey, <sighs> this is a bad movie. It, it is the worst movie. But it's a bad movie that people have heard of. Oh. Our buddies over on Never Heard of It, they explore another angle of movies that people might not have heard of. Every week, the Never Heard of It podcast brings you the good, the bad, and the forgotten in film. Hosts Michael Fight and Caleb Coy dig through streaming sites to find all those movies you may have missed. Sometimes they're great, sometimes not so much. But they'll be there to hilariously guide you for your next movie night. Join them every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts, or watch on the Night Shift Radio YouTube channel. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Sue's nosebleed. I made the bean look up and it went, Bean, watch. And she watches and go, What is she, 11? <laughs> She's 11 before she was 11. How dare you? <laughs> That's exactly what Danny said. Did she really? 
<laughs> I love your wife. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> but the problem is it's never paid off yeah, in this sure. movie or, spoiler alert, in the next, why she gets nosebleeds when she uses her powers at certain yeah. times. How, how about the uh, end of the bridge? The cops are going to try to arrest Ben, but the fire department gives him a round of... <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. That's, he's, he's good. good. So they take him... Somewhere off the bridge into a neighborhood and set up a command center tent. Like, it, like why are why are they in that tent? I don't know. I feel like there was something cut there that they just didn't bother trying to make make sense of. Okay. So next scene is right out of Spider Man, the board meeting where yeah. he is fired. I'm like, that's right. I wanted him to just at the end of it be like, after all, I've sacrificed. But, you know, I used to be something of a scientist myself. <laughs> But can we spend a hot second on those ridiculous meeting chairs? Did you notice them? No. Oh, my God. They were, like, like they were two feet over my head. Like what you would draw in a, like a, what you would draw in a comic book? What you would draw in a comic book, but also in real life makes it look like a bunch of little kids sitting at a table. Right. Like, we're, we're in a board meeting. Um, how about, and again, it's true to the comics. It makes essentially no sense here. The Fantastic, Reed owns the Baxter building. In New York, mm-hmm. uh, but somehow doesn't have the money to fund his experiments. I, I'm sorry, you own a you own a skyscraper in New York City. Okay, you know all those other floors yeah, can be exactly, rented out, right? right exactly. <laughs> in New York City, for whatever, for whatever you, you want to charge. Welcome back to the Baxter, Doctor Richards. I've got the usual for you. Good to have you back, sir. How about the cameo? Uh, hi, Stan. But this, Jesus Christ, this is. I think the only time that Stan is playing a character from the comics, from the, comics, the famous yeah. Willie Lumpkin, who, mm-hmm. you know, is literally the Fantastic Four's postman. Good for him that he later becomes a FedEx driver. So, you know, he, he steps up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the post office has better benefits, probably. You know, you're probably better off being oh, an employee. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's probably, oh, government employee. That's right. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, we get a testing montage. Do we get, that's exactly the note I wrote, testing montage. I have we sure all, do. all cap bullshit set fire to Earth's atmosphere. Like, that, that's not how that not works. A, a, he could create a hole in the atmosphere, but he can't set fire to it. It's not... A f- <laughs> Never mind. The, the, I'm not getting into the science of that, but I, it's not, I, I looked, not how it I works. I looked it up. There was a report. There was a report that... Um, was produced, I think, in the 70s, or it was declassified in the 70s, that looked at the question of whether nuclear bombs could, uh, it must be even earlier in the 70s, 60s maybe? Probably the 50s. Um, whether 50s they could 60s, ignite yeah. the Earth's atmosphere. Yes, but the temperature that it takes to do that, like all life on Earth would be far dead long before the Earth's atmosphere ignites. So if you want to say that, say, you know, it, it could ignite the Earth's atmosphere, not to mention kill all of us. Yeah, so don't do it. Yeah. Just, but then yeah. but then he does it at the end of the movie. Again, you know, the, the logic harkens back to that original era of comics that had, you know, thin, thin to the point of, you know, non-existent logic connecting some of the story stuff. This just this whole movie is just yeah. dumb. And that's that is the sin. You have a, a cast who can deliver. You have a budget. Yeah. And this movie just fucking blows. I just I'm just angry the whole time I'm watching it. This movie's more frustrating than Fantastic for yeah. the Josh Trank. Because version, again, right? up until that turn 
in the Josh Trank movie, you and I were both into it. We're like, this is a movie, and then it just takes that weird turn. But is, does that make it more frustrating that it was so close to being something better and then becomes worse than this? I mean, look, I'm not ever watching either of those movies again, but at nope. least of... I mean, here's the other thing. This movie's what, like an hour 45? This one's yeah. long, but... I enjoyed none of it. At least the Trank movie, much of that movie I enjoyed. We talked about hair earlier. I want to bring it up here. When they're at the facility, when Sue and Reed are having dinner, it's it, the temples, which are a staple of Reed sure. Richards, bright white temples, are like a bluish gray. In this scene, they're gray. In another scene, it's only like the beginnings, like I've got, like I've got going on now. And it's it's like guys continuity. Take a picture every night. Yeah, because they make they make a point of Sue points out to Reed that his that his hair has Johnny does or Johnny does that it's starting to gray. It doesn't start. So that that was actually a cool little nod. Like oh, all the other changes, your hair started to gray. Uh Like that was kind of cool. But you're right. It should have been. But once it once we see it one way, it should have been a clear progression. Yes. Oh yeah 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 hundred percent. So after uh, the test montage, we get a quick, suddenly Victor Von Doom goes from corporate bad guy to fucking murderer. Yeah, yeah. He kills that doctor, and as Danny pointed out, yeah, kill the doctor and leave all the evidence and the dead body. Really good job. I'm like, yeah, he's killing, but not, like, covering his tracks. Like, at least the other corporate bad guy we've talked about on the show, uh, Green Goblin, at least when he blew up those army guys, he blew them up. There was nothing <laughs> left right. of them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Victor leaves a body in the doctor's office when he has an appointment, I'm sure, on schedule. And he leaves his uh, the guy that just fired him with a hole in his chest in the middle yeah. of the parking lot. You know what it is? This movie will not work for any anyone remotely ac- approaching an adult's age or who would remotely expect there to be like some kind of a consistent storyline and you can't show it to kids because of like that violence the violence and and the the the, the, the eye candy of, uh, yeah. yeah 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 it's it misses i don't know who they thought they were aiming at but they missed whoever it was they missed because then again because again now we've got a gag montage including which johnny spending way too much time on getting ben to slap himself in the face with the shaving cream Listen, if if you cut out around that and you only saw that bit if I only saw that little sequence, I would say, oh, my God, it's just like the comics. It's perfect. They did it. Because, again, that's the only, I'll say it now, the only part of the movie I like is that bit because it perfectly recreates the way that Johnny is continually, like, messing with Ben. Like, that is spot on. But otherwise, I think my it's favorite is when Ben is squeezing the all the oranges yeah. into to the bowl. And Johnny just, without even thinking, grabs the bowl and pours himself a glass and does not give it back to Ben. <laughs> There's easily a glass and a half still in that bowl. And Johnny's like, man, it's mine. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite one. All right. Um, Listen, at least there was something. Yeah, it, it didn't. I didn't laugh or go, haha. I'm just like, oh, that was some good acting by Chris. Doom becomes Electro? Yeah, yeah. I again, what's Doom's power? I mean, look, it's better. I'd rather have this Doom than that stupid hacker who has named himself Doom, right? So, okay, I'll take this one, I guess. But it is weird. It's, it's like, bad because Toby Kebble is a good actor. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes, agree. 
I guess there's a couple moments at work here. The feeling of pathos on that Ben. So again, Chickless is a good actor. Sure is. You know, Ben. The Ben again, true to the comics, that is his defining characteristic. Is his he mourns his lost humanity. The reality is, of course, he really is the like the heart of the the team, but he looks like the Mm -hmm. monster. It's a storyline at various points in the comics. Ben's humanity is restored. It, you know, spoiler, it never lasts. They capture that feeling really well. The scene where he goes into the bar and meets Alicia Masters, who will be his, you know, longtime love in the comics, that was that, again, that narrow slice. If you only showed me like that two minutes, I'd be like, oh, they got it. They got the feel. So again, they understood the character. Yeah, yeah. They, they had these bits that you can see where they were getting it from, but boy, they just failed to connect them. And how about like Kerry Washington being an un unrealized potential of talent yeah. in this movie? Like I'm like, wait, bring her back for more. She's she's really good. Well, the next time we see her, it will be this jarring jump. Like uh, uh, the tone from like here in the middle of the conflict to the end of the movie, like Ben is quasi playboy and oh my God, he's frisky so... with Alicia, it, but we didn't get there organically. So we've got to assume it all happens off stage. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the whole, I mean, I don't know how many more times we can say it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So Reed has figured out a plan. He's, he's got this chamber. He's going to power it up. It's going to, Produce cosmic rays that are going to be like the opposite polarity that'll go through the cables yeah. into um, Seth Brundle's uh, teleporting pod. Or no, no, I mean the cosmic yeah. ray chamber. Totally different thing. Yeah. And because it'll be like opposite polarity, it'll reverse the changes. Again, that's not how, that's not how science, science works. works. <laughs> uh, but that's going to turn them back. They try it. It doesn't work. It it actually seems to accelerate. Oh no, it does work for. I'm sorry, it does work for Ben. No, it that's works later. For, that's later because Doom knows how to fix it. Do, this time right. he steps out and then he starts to melt and falls over. Re, right, Reed loses and control. There's no resolution to that. Yeah, yeah. In essence, he should not be able to fight the final fight. Like, unless we're going to count that. Um, well. <laughs> Was it the freezing? He's not actually made of rubber, though. Like, he's like... What happens to rubber when it's super cool? He's not rubber. He's not made of rubber now. He's fucking still I, skin and bone and everything. He just stretches. Yeah. And that's just, like, bad... Like It just, like, basically blue... It's, like, just blue Blue lipstick on, on his face. Yeah, you know, and, like, yeah, the, the stuff just, you frost your uh, Christmas tree with. <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's bad. It's so, so disappointing. So, Doom is able to make the chamber work because Doom has this ability to control energy and can basically channel enough power to charge up the the machine. So Ben does turn back, Mm -hmm. but of course Doom is using this to accelerate his own transformation. And as Johnny, Sue go to fight Doom, who has taken Reed captive, Ben is left in human form. And of course he has to decide... What does he do? Of course, he'll help his family. Don't even think about it. Never do. Uh, we we get flame what on, are you doing? which is Johnny. No. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Flame on. It makes sense here when he says it at the end of the movie it doesn't because he's you know Doom sends out a heat seeking missile and Johnny jumps off the 
the uh, building because he knows he's the reason for it. Um, and he's, yep. you know, trying to turn it on. I'm okay with that because it's yeah, he's sure. just yelling it in desperation. At the end, it was stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. was Big nobody... Fight. How dumb was this fight? Well, before we get to the fight, let's talk about the, the missile okay. chase. Because technically, we skipped the first fight in this movie, which is between two of our heroes. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was no one captaining... When, that garbage barge that Johnny set a fire and had explode because uh, if he did, yeah, R.I.P. That captain, R.I.P. That's right. <laughs> He's straight up dead. Right. Like, yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah. Oh yes, this fight. Yeah, is, I mean, again, it doesn't. This make, fight is stupid. This fight is. It's so dumb. Uh, I mean, it's the classic. You know, it's as bad as the. It's as bad as the fight at the end of X Men, mm-hmm. where everybody gets like one bit of your power is the key to everyone combining to defeat. So Johnny is going to go to supernova temperatures while Sue shapes a force field to hold the ener- the fire in. And Ben will and then as they remove the force field after Doom has been superheated, Ben uh, smashes a fire hydrant and directs the water at Reed, who becomes a, redirects a, it. He becomes a silly straw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, super cools uh, or thermal shock. Yeah, it's, whatever yeah, it is, like it's thermal shock. But yeah. but I don't even know why I'm trying to. But so dumb, just so fucking. It's dumb. dumb but Doom's outfit in the end, kind of badass. <laughs> like I, yeah. it's. It's as close as in 2005 because studios were still scared of doing 100% comic accurate sure. stuff. X-Men's leather jumpsuits instead of... You know, yeah. he's got two things here, just like Doom does. He's yep. wearing a trench coat instead of having a big coat. But he's got the hood and the mask looks pretty close The mask close is okay. To, that's, yeah, that's fair. Like when he stepped out in that, I went... What fuck move? What the fuck movie did he just come from? I want to watch that one. He yeah. looks good. Yeah, but ultimately, like every other thing that this movie tries to do, it just doesn't land. For all intents and purposes, also they straight up murder Doom. They kill Victor for all they know, and they're all like high five and going on a party barge. And I'm like, you killed someone. Yeah. Wait, so so yes, that's fair. How bizarre is that celebration? They go on a booze cruise. Uh-huh. Right, like that. No, that's what it is. It's a booze it's, cruise. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's one hundred percent. It's the weirdest. Come like down to like the wooden paneling, right? Like it's the booze inside. cruise from from the office. Yeah, from the office. Yes, yes. it's the booze cruise yes. from the office. Uh, but they have those in New York City. That's that's not the sure. weird part. It's Wait. like that's the celebration you're going to have. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's right. That's right. That that's yeah. Yeah. And is that only yeah. done so Johnny can jump off and do the the Fantastic Four uh, flame? What's uh, it called? Who's... That has a name. Because that's not oh, something that happens no in the comics. I thought like like the bat signal, like when they're needed. I not thought that it I'm was. Aware. Oh, maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, in the comics, Reed invents the device for everything. Okay, so I'm yeah. sure they. they have yeah, something. we're gonna get the Fantastic Car in the next one of these dumb movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. I can't. Yeah, I can't. The cool cool little use of power here. When Reed um, proposes, he gets down on one knee but stretches his body so he stays in line. I was like, okay, that was fun. That was 
That was interesting. You, interesting. Okay, still is I'll a give you giant that. pile of dog shit, but... Uh, I'll give you that. There's an oblique reference earlier in the movie to the people of Latveria, where I think I think Doom is of Latverian de- descent. Yeah, his, uh, the, C, the, the CFO says, you should probably go back to Latveria, though. They love you there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the teaser at the end is the statue Doom is <sighs> put into a shipping container on a Latverian... You know, flagged ship. Sure. Oh, so okay, right? Like, sure. Again, if there was something interesting there, tell it in this movie because whatever you gave us is bullshit. They just make it like, what's the end game of him going back there? He's just going to be yeah. on display. It, it, it'll be another series of scenes that don't really have much internal logic or don't make sense. And you know, and I don't even remember really how. Uh, spoiler: He's in the second movie. I don't even remember how they. Like, I remember that. I remember the Silver Surfer looking okay, but yeah. sounding weird with Lawrence Fishburne's voice. It's, right, it's right. really odd. And uh, Andre Brower being in the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm you like, know, I, I think I watched that. I watched that one within the last few years, and I don't know why. Maybe it was, maybe it was like on one Saturday afternoon, oh, and I was... Good like, Lord. Oh, I haven't seen this. Yeah. That's no, so bad. All right. So uh, uh, and at the very end, Johnny's making fun of Ben, and he shoots up in the sky, creates a giant four in the sky, goes to credits, and movie. Fuck. We talked about that for maybe an hour. It was an hour too long. Yeah. Fuck we this gave movie. more time to this movie. So let's say this flat out. Do not watch this movie. No, no, no. It's it's on Disney Plus. It's in the Marvel Legacy section. Do not watch what it. What is also on there is Josh Trank's uh, Fantastic Four. If you have to watch I would watch that before I'd watch this again. Wait, wait, wait. If you need a Fantastic Four movie, just watch The Incredibles and then The Incredibles 2. Well, sure. Okay, there we go. Yeah, go over to the animation section. Uh, go over to the Pixar section. You're good. You'll yeah. love it. And there's a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, you know, you never have to leave uh, right. Disney+. Plus. You can just stay right, there. stay right there for all of it. All right. Well, Casey, I uh, mean, I guess we do have some yeah. things that we should answer here. Sure. Hey, Todd, who was your favorite character? Uh, it's a tie because of a very specific sequence, but it's Johnny... And Ben, Chris, and Chickless. Yeah. How about you? Um, Willie. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's nobody. I didn't see yeah. this movie. That, no, it's I get that it's too. Johnny. It's it's Johnny. Okay. Simply because they don't go too deep into it, but when they go back to the lab and um, Ben has been dethinged. Yeah. Uh, like you see, oh, he he gives Ben shit, but Johnny cares for Ben in the end. It's sure. his way of showing love to him is yeah. being I w- the I little brother. I would pick on you if I didn't love you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's little brother, big brother. It's sure. 100%. Um, well, then what is the best scene? Uh, when Johnny flies into the sky, creates a four, <laughs> and then it says directed by Tim Story. I felt real yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I'm not so, even kidding. That's that's going to be my legit answer. So again, only because it perfectly captures the spirit of the comics when Johnny is messing with Ben in that prank montage. Sure, that was I enjoyed that. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed something in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one scene you would cut. Um, I, so I don't know what it is, but this movie fucking drags. I mean. It's 145, 146. It's way too long. 
It, it, I don't know that it's going to get better by cutting it, but at least it would be shorter. So I don't know. Just start cutting. Cut and rework the bridge, uh, the the pier scene where it's uh, Reed and Sue. That information is important to move us along yeah. in the story, but I don't know. That's that's where it really <laughs> felt like it dragged for me. Yeah. Is that's especially that scene because did you know that sometimes this will happen where people will do. They'll do like they're establishing shots together and then their close ups, they won't be there. It'll be their stand ins if it's. Oh, no kidding. They weren't even in the same country. No way. Really? Jessica was in New York because she had the New York skyline behind her. Yep. Yawain was in fucking British Columbia. <laughs> she oh, was wow. in Vancouver shooting. I'm like, what? Oh, well, what do you do? Good Lord. Uh, hey, Casey, who yeah. is the actor having the most fun? It's Chris oh, Evans. Right. It's Chris Evans, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the. Yeah. Now imagine yeah. that. But everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's, he is funny. I mean. Yeah. He's good. He's, he's good. Funny. Yeah. You yeah. know, Chris yeah. is one of those actors that can do stoic and serious, Captain mm-hmm. America, and do goofball. Like, good. He's he's good actor. Yeah. All right, so once again, the IMDb score for this movie was a 5.7 out of 10. Casey, what are you? A 2. Yeah, a point seven. Take <laughs> wow, right okay. I, I mean, I'm going to, wait a minute, I'm going to join you down there. I, I think I, yeah. I thought I was being mean, but okay. Yeah. No. Dad's breakdown, again, just no. no one should watch this movie. No. No one. There's no like, Sometimes when I'm watching these movies in the living room, I'll try and get the bean just in the room to just get the feel of bad superhero By movies. Osmosis. So sure. at some point she'll appreciate what we have now. <laughs> I didn't right. even bother. Like she, no. she took a shower and then she came in and saw just a hot second. She goes, oh, I'm going to go upstairs for a minute. Didn't come back down. I'm like, I'm not even going to force it. You yeah, don't need that's to. Smart. Don't, don't waste your shots on this, right? Like, no, good <laughs> no, Lord. Well, no. I meant like if you show her some bad stuff yeah, and we sure. go for the good stuff, she'll appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Casey, normally this would be the section oh. in the podcast where uh-huh. we draw, but we're not doing that tonight. Fuck no, we're not. We're going to do something a little special, TSPHC. What? We're going to, because it is still a week, as of this recording, a week since it has been out, and they just did a Restore the Snyder Cut tweet campaign today. We're going to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because it needs to be talked about. That's right. And though we are much like Thor, defying Odin and not pulling from the <laughs> helmet, that's right. We need something good. Yeah, yeah. Now, so you and I both you watched it day of release. I think I watched it the next day. <sighs> yeah. Right. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, most of it. I mean, it, it was. It was I mean, it's four hours. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the interesting point that you raised that I that I think is spot on. So a couple things. First of all, so this is episode seventy eight. We have two more episodes in season four. So episodes 79 and 80. This is a four-hour movie. We are going to do a two-parter. We're going to have two episodes that break down the Justice League. Devoted to this. Yep. Um, But also, you pointed out that it's, from everything we can see, Warner Brothers has no intention of of continuing the Snyder universe. So for all intents and purposes, the Zack Snyder cut, is really not the DCEU. That's right. Because it's kind of a standalone. If anything, it's the continuation of Batman v Superman. Right. So we're going to do that. And then once we start pulling DC movies again, we'll start with Wonder Woman. That's right. That's right. Which it continues the tradition. And then after Wonder Woman, we'll go to Aquaman. We're not going to watch the theatrical release of, of Justice League. We're just... 
this is what we're doing for Justice League. Unfamiliar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it does not compute. 404 not what? found. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no. that's a big deal. I'm, I'm excited for this. Spoiler alert for the reviews. Normally, we don't compare and contrast different characters. We have to yeah, yeah. with this. We have to. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not rewatching <laughs> Joss Whedon's abysmal attempt at this movie. But I'm going to point out the times where I'm like, imagine seeing this scene and going, I can do better. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, Spoiler so, alert, no, you can't. So, spoiler alert, this is the closest we've ever reviewed a movie, you know, closest to its release. N- normally, we're nowhere near. Yeah. yeah, as we record this, we're we're a week away, a week out from it being released. By the time these two episodes drop, we will be into June. Yeah. So, it'll also... Three months... It's going to be all spoilers, so watch uh-huh. watch the Snyder Cut and then listen to the episodes. Do not, do not go in there thinking that and we're going to talk around stuff. It's going to spoil the movie, right? We will spoil the movie. Yeah, and we're also, if the idea of a four-hour movie is, is daunting, yep. you're right, uh, that's also why we're splitting up, but also this is split into chapters. It's very digestible in 40-minute chunks, and it won't feel disjointed if yeah. you come back. Is like, it, there is literal fade in and out, and very smartly done by Zach. There's chapter titles. I mean, literally, yeah. it's broken up. It tells you a chapter. So do I recall that it was it six chapters? Yes, because the, the new thing, Chapter 7, Restore the Snyderverse. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so me, the Marvel fan cheered the Snyder cut. That's a movie worth watching. And true to your word, you know, you say you want them to succeed. They succeeded. They like, sure did. Spoiler alert, I'm going to give this thing a fucking high grade. I, <laughs> and also, now now that we've all seen it, you know, when I said I'd watched it, everyone's kind of like, oh, on our chat group, was like, what do you think? I'm like, I, I don't want to say anything, because yeah, hey, if anyone says anything bad, I'm not ready. I, I loved it. That's I right. thought it was great. Just let me have this. That's right. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> but thankfully, everyone on our chat group really enjoyed it yeah. who watched it. Uh, so um, I watched it. with. Uh, so Aubrey and Joseph watched it. They loved it. Aubrey does yeah. not think that she saw the Justice League. Oh, she's so lucky. Yeah. And she's like, this is a great movie. But, I, but I'm telling her throughout the whole movie, I'm like, this is... This is not like a difference in like the uh, the shift of a tone in a scene. This is literally a different movie. Oh, yeah. Like... We know exactly what was left sure. on the cutting room flow floor by Joss. And I'm just like, seriously? This? Yeah. This? Well, let's, okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's our next step, two episodes. But then, but Casey. Before we continue, let's watch that trailer. Strong enough. 
If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. You were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. said the age of heroes will never come again. It will. It has to. We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. All right, so Casey, we've watched the trailer for Snyder Cut. We're going to uh, excuse me, Zack Snyder's Z- Justice League. Sorry, excuse How me. How dare you? Uh, Z Z S J L. After S or S Z J L. Zack Snyder. Z- oh, Zack Snyder. No, you were. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, look, I'm dyslexic. That's Leave right. That's right. I, listen, I wasn't going to mess with you because I knew that. Um, but it, <laughs> um, oh, uh, one more thing. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch Justice is Gray. If anyone else wants to join me, the black and white version of it because I've already watched it in color. I want to see what it looks like in black and white. Is it a di- same movie? Okay, same. Nothing's movie. different. Got it. Okay. Nothing's different. So I'll go out right now and say. I actually like the colors of sure. Zack Snyder. I do cut. too, but yeah. I just want to see. But when Zach had been uh, fiddling with this for all these years and showing bits and pieces to people, he always did it in the color graded black and white. Okay. So I just want to see how he thought this was all going to, and what they've released, like the the scene in the Batcave between Alfred and and Bruce. I'm like, oh my god, that looks looks fun. like Batman movies should be in black and white, right? It, and in rain. Right, like yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> <Hey>, percent. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, okay, all right. So, but listen, then, then, so that'll close out season four, right? Episode. Oh 80. yeah, and we're also <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna do something else different at the end oh, of episode eighty. Normally, we would pull a movie, which would be our season five premiere. That's not what uh-huh. we're doing this year. Correct, Casey. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna know what movie we're gonna watch to kick off season five? We're gonna let the winner of Nerd Debate Three. This time, it's personal. <laughs> Decide what movie we're watching. I love it. Yes, yes. So uh, we've also we've talked about what how we're going to tweak Nerd Debate this year. So it's going to be a little tiny bit different. I think it's going to be yeah. Better. Last year went a little long. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's my fault. So we're going to try some different stuff. But you know, the stakes are now real. Whoever whoever wins that is going to determine what we're watching to kick off season five. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. So exciting. Oh, so we're changing some stuff up because Odin has been so mean to us this season. <laughs> we're right. going to defy him and throw down Milner, which I'm holding. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be what we're going to do for episodes 79 and 80. And to let you know what's coming in season five, you're just going to have to listen or watch Nerd Debate 3. This time it's personal. <laughs> It's awesome. All right. Uh, hey, Casey, if they, if anyone wants to share their thoughts on this this these crazy hijinks that we've uh, come up with, how mm-hmm. can they get a hold of us? You can tweet at us at 
Superpod Hero Cast. You can nope. um, you can tweet at us at TSPHC tweets. No, for fuck. Okay, let me try that again. <laughs> okay, you can tweet at us at TSPHC tweets. Uh, our Instagram is Superpod Hero Cast. Or if you'd like to let, write us a long form complaint about us changing the. Uh, format of the show. Well, we're not going to read it, uh, but <laughs> uh, you can do that at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only cap writes letters. Tony. So Casey, I'm excited. This is a, this is a really exciting way to end season four and roll into season five. This is, there's a lot to be excited about here. We thought of this just the other day mm-hmm. and, and like after we got done, I'm like, Hey, let me run this up the flagpole to our podcast. Daddy, just make sure yeah. like, this is cool that we're fucking with our format so much. You know, Michael was super excited about this, so it's going to be great. That's right. So music for our podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. Thank you to the Night Shift Radio Network for hosting us this year. This will be our first official full year with the Night Shift Radio Network. We appreciate you welcoming us into your uh, podcast uh, network and soon to be Empire. That's right. The way things are going, there's a lot of exciting stuff that's coming that we can't really talk about yet, but being part of the network, mahaha, we know stuff you don't know. Well, th- the one taking us from Night Shift Radio to Night Shift Media, that's already dropped. There's a there's a YouTube animated series. Oh, sure. Yeah. Show 17 yeah. for humans. I, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. <laughs> if you'd like to see any information about that, you can go to nsrad.io. That's right. And really, go check that out because, holy cow, there is some amazing stuff happening there. We just thought we were hanging out with some buddies. Who knew the uh, the amazing stuff they were coming up with? Yeah, who knew Spaghetti Man would start the? Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's this right. whole transition into being part of this network. Good oh. lord! So, Todd, that was a abysmal piece of crap that we <laughs> that, never have to watch again. That some people call a movie. That's right. Uh, it's not a movie. <laughs> so that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be heroic. <laughs>